Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15 of Nevermind He Texted Me. It's just me, Brittany, this week, and I am bringing you another story from one of our listeners. So it's actually pretty interesting because this story was originally just sent in to tell us about a weird way that this girl found the girl that her boyfriend was cheating on her with, since that's something that we talk about a lot. And I started asking her um, questions about it And it actually turned out to be just one part of a way deeper and bigger situation um, that was way more serious than this lighthearted story had made it sound. So in talking to Emily, I asked her if it would be okay that we shared this entire story and didn't just talk about that one part. And she was very receptive and um, was happy to share this whole story so that other people can know signs and red flags to look for. And maybe if you're noticing these red flags in your life, you can get out of something bad before it gets worse. Please note that names and some details have been changed to protect everybody's identity, except Emily didn't mind that we used her real first name. You guys are not ready for this one. It's pretty crazy. We'll be right back. Emily met Zach while playing an online game in the spring of 2013. Emily was 17 and Zach was 23. They played online together a lot and eventually their friendly conversations turned flirty and then to a more romantic nature and they decided to start a relationship. Yes, before you ask, they met in real life. So this isn't a catfish situation. Zach lived about 100 kilometers, or 62 miles, away from her, so she went to see him almost every weekend. When she visited him, though, she wasn't able to stay at his place. She didn't really know why, but she didn't question it too much since he lived with his parents, so she figured it was just their rules. So when she would visit, she would actually stay at her friend's place and not stay with him. About four months into their relationship, Emily's mother passed away. The time when she needed Zach the most, he wasn't there for her, and he ended up breaking up with her. Three months later, Zach reached out and begged Emily to take him back. He said he was stupid at the time and that he was sorry. Being in the vulnerable state that she was, Emily took him back. Things seemed okay for a while, but New Year's Eve came around, and Zach once again let Emily down by breaking up with her. They actually stayed broken up for three more months. After that, Zach came around again. This time, he promised he wouldn't fuck up again. So around April 2014, Emily, against her better judgment, took Zach back again. This time, though, it seemed like things were going to be much better than they had been in the past. Soon after getting back together, Emily found out Zach had been with his ex, we'll call her Amanda, during those last three months that she and him had been broken up. While it wasn't something she was happy to learn, it was in the past now. They were starting fresh, and they hadn't been together during those three months, so she couldn't be mad. Plus, if he ended up coming back to her, he must have really wanted to be with her and not his ex. Soon, the good feelings faded. Zach was a master gaslighter and manipulator. According to him, everything was always Emily's fault. 
She needed to lose weight. He didn't trust her even though he had zero grounds to base that on. And she simply never felt like she was enough. She believed him when he blamed her for things. Emily was also beginning to have that gut feeling that Zach wasn't being truthful in their relationship and that he was cheating on her. Another thing that stood out to her was that he had been talking about this girl Becky from his gym a lot. When he talked about her though, it was always in a negative way. He would make fun of her. He would talk about how, as he put it, all the guys gotta go with her. While Emily didn't know Becky and didn't know what she did in her free time, she did begin to get the feeling that if anyone was getting a go with her, it was her boyfriend, Zach. If there's one thing we know about gut feelings, it's that they're usually not wrong. The human body physically reacts to certain things and intuition isn't just some accident. Emily didn't sit on this gut feeling for long. She enlisted the help of her friend, and together they started to try to find out who the fuck this Becky girl was. Now, keep in mind, this was 2014. Social media stalking was a fairly new thing. The show Catfish was only on for a couple years at this point. All she had was this girl's name, Becky, which probably wasn't even her whole first name. They started on Facebook. They searched the name Becky and Rebecca with his town and checked out every single result. This next part is a little fuzzy for Emily because she can't remember exactly what her friend did, but somehow they found her last name. Emily's friend was just like us on this podcast, the FBI friend in her life who could find anyone in seconds with minimal information. Once they had her last name, they Googled it. Only one phone number on an online phone book database came back with that name in that area, but it was an older male. Emily decided to call it anyway. Maybe he was her dad or related to her in some way. When the man answered, Emily quickly came up with a story. She told him that she was an old schoolmate of Becky's and lost her phone number, and that since he had a business, it was easier to contact him because that's what came up when she searched her name. Believe it or not, the man did turn out to be Becky's dad. And without hesitation, he gave Emily her cell phone number. Honestly, what is up with Becky's dad giving out her phone number to some random person? Anyway, now it was time to contact Becky. What would she say? Should she outright accuse her of sleeping with her boyfriend? Should she ask her first if she even knows him? How would Becky react? She took a breath and she called her. She decided to just be straight up and tell Becky that she was Zach's girlfriend and asked her if she knew him. At first, Becky got mad and basically told Emily to fuck off. But eventually, after Emily explained that she wasn't mad at her, Becky came around and told her everything. She also sent her screenshots so Emily would have proof. Emily was devastated to find out about Zach cheating, especially since he had told her he was really going to try after their last breakup, and while he was being sweet most of the time, he did still sometimes slip into his mean and manipulative ways. What Emily didn't see at the time was that these were his true colors shining through, but that's hard to realize when the good times are really good. It can kind of make you forget how bad you felt during the bad times. Emily asked Zach to get together so they could talk. When they did, she immediately told him she knew about Becky. His response? He started laughing as if to say, yeah, okay, what could you possibly know? 
Emily told him that she had personally spoken to Becky, that she had told her everything, and she showed him her own texts with her, including the screenshots she had sent her of her conversations with Zach. Instead of admitting to his lies, with the proof right in front of him, he flipped it on her. He told her she was clearly fucked up for finding her, and he tried to put the blame on her. He didn't even look her in the eye. He continued to yell and tell her she was crazy, berating her. He then provided an excuse. It was all for a bet with his friends, that she was easy, and he wanted to see how stupid she was, since his other gym buddies had also hooked up with her. Although I'm sure this was a lie, I'm really confused as to why he genuinely thought that this was a good enough reason to cheat on his girlfriend. Like, I'm pretty sure that there was no bet. I can almost guarantee that. But the fact that that's what he came up with and thought, like, Emily would be like, oh, okay, that's fine then. Like, that kind of just tells you what kind of person he was or is. But it all made sense to Emily now. She was only ever with him on weekends. And there were even some weekends that he didn't even make time to see her. Remember, she was staying with her friend, not him, when she would visit. He had told her she couldn't stay at his house because of his parents. But this made it easy for him to disappear on her. Okay, the fact that he would even do that. That's a total red flag. Emily isn't thrilled with herself for this, but she didn't break up with him. People with this type of personality have a way of making someone feel as though they're in the wrong. They keep twisting it and twisting it until they get what they want and they will say anything they have to. Emily was a teenager, and while she is an intelligent woman, it's much easier to manipulate a teen, especially when you don't have relationships to compare it to. He had broken her down, and this was the result. Soon after this, as if shit couldn't get more complicated, Emily noticed that Zach's ex, Amanda, the one who he had been with during those three months that they were broken up, had updated her Facebook profile photo, and she appeared very pregnant. Emily was sitting right next to Zach looking at her phone when this happened, so she immediately turned to him and showed him the phone and said, she's pregnant? Zach's reply was, yes, sorry, I didn't know how to tell you. It turns out that during those three months, Zach had gotten his ex pregnant and continued to talk to her while he and Emily were getting back together, and now she was due in the next few weeks. He claimed that they were no longer talking at this point, and that he didn't find out that she was pregnant until she was four months along. He also was adamant that he didn't want anything to do with the child. Emily was just about to start college. She didn't need to be dealing with this, but Zach somehow weaseled her into staying in a relationship with him yet again. Side note, it also turned out that Becky actually knew about the pregnant ex, but since the nature of their relationship was more so that of a casual fling, it didn't bother her at the time. She didn't, however, know about Emily. Also, again, I would like to say, what is with this guy with the excuses that make him sound like a terrible person anyway? Like he's turning around, oh, I swear I don't want anything to do with the child. Well, if, if I was his girlfriend at the time, I'd be like, uh, yeah, you will have something to do with the child. Like, why would you think that that would make me want to be with you? Because you don't want to be the father to your kid? No. When Emily started college, things didn't get better. Zach was still his manipulative, gaslighting self. He accused her of cheating on him at school and told her she wasn't allowed to go out with her friends. Additionally, he now had a baby and there was drama coming along with that as well. The unnecessary stress was taking over her life. 
By January 2015, she had had more than enough, and she finally ended things with him. Zach still texted and called Emily. He'd go back and forth between being nice and blaming her for everything. But this time, she never took him back. We all know that hindsight is 20-20. Emily was very young when she went through this manipulative relationship, and it took a toll on her. She started seeing a therapist. She realized that she had never fully had time to process and grieve the death of her mom. Zach had consumed her. Therapy made her realize so many of the red flags she had missed before. For example, she had never been able to stay over at Zach's place, and she realized it was because his parents didn't know about her and knew his ex. She also realized that he had been projecting when he had accused her of cheating and put her down, a common manipulative tactic of cheaters and these types of people in general. It's never their fault. There's always someone else to blame. Zach and his ex never got back together. But as far as Emily knows, he didn't follow through with not wanting anything to do with his baby and has been a great father to her. Perhaps one positive of this whole situation is that this sweet baby girl hopefully won't have to grow up without her dad in her life, and hopefully he doesn't project this behavior onto her. However, Emily has also heard through the grapevine that other than being in his daughter's life, he hasn't changed. He still plays with girls' minds, lies, blames, cheats, and projects. We're not armchair psychiatrists, but to say this doesn't sound like a narcissist just wouldn't be true. As for Becky, she must have told her dad what happened since he was the one who Emily had gotten the phone number from. I can only imagine that conversation. Later the same day that Emily had called Becky's dad and gotten the number from him, she received a call back from him flipping out saying that he would call the police and have her arrested for fraud. Side note, that's not a thing. At least I don't think it is. Someone let me know if I'm wrong though. The cops were never called though. As she later found out, Becky told him not to. I really wanted to set up a time to have Emily come on and um, talk to me and tell you guys a little bit about the aftermath and her life now, but um, she does live in a different country than me and we have a six hour time difference, so we tried, but it just wasn't working out. She did, however, um, tell me some stuff that she wanted to say. So here's that now. Emily has moved on with her life and she was able to forgive herself. She says that she knows she deserves way more and would never allow someone like that into her life again. She tells me, the saying, we accept the love we think we deserve, is very true. The decisions I make now are for me and what makes me happy. She's in a beautiful relationship now, and she doesn't hold a grudge. She says, in order to move on, you gotta leave the past where it belongs. In the past. I just wanted to tell you guys about something really quick. There's this really cool company called Nine Toe Five, and they sell socks with inspirational quotes on them. The socks are so cute. I actually have the Halloween ones, and Chanel and Lauren have the working for the weekend ones. They're so cool. I love to wear them with my scrubs sticking out so people can see them, and you can wear them when you're lounging. You can wear them as dress socks. They really work for any occasion. They also donate a portion of their proceeds to breast cancer charities, which I love that. So they are giving our listeners a very special discount if you go to their website, 9toe5.com, and enter code NVM15, you'll get 15% off your order. You can also follow them on Instagram at 9toe5, N-I-N-E-T-O-E, 
F-I-V-E and use code NVM15 for 15% off. Support a small business. You get a cute thank you note. The packaging is adorable. It's totally worth it. Check them out. I want to thank Emily for sharing her story with us. And I hope you guys liked today's episode and hope you guys were able to learn from it. And if you see yourself in a similar situation, just remember it's never too late to get out. Also want to give a huge congratulations to one of our hosts, Lauren. She just finished her master's degree and she is killing it. So we will have her on here more and we'll have Chanel too. We all just are so busy all the time. Um, That's why episodes have been kind of sparse. So we look forward to getting back with you guys soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye.